Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Mark Delfini. Mark, you are the Landlord Coach. You are found on the web at landlordcoach.com. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we got to, you know, we're kind of from the same kind of part of the country. We got to talk and you're from uh, Northern Indiana or, you know, kind of Indiana. Centralish, yeah. Centralish, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I, you know, lived there for, lived in Indianapolis for a year and originally from West Michigan. So kind of fun chatting, but yeah, Mark, thank you so much for, for, for joining in. Yeah, it's great to be here, Josh. Thanks for the conversation. I think we could have done that for another 20 minutes and not realized I, I it. Think so. I think so. People are always like, man, you should have recorded that. That was like the, probably the good stuff. No, 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 no. All right. So Mark, tell me what you do as the landlord coach. Well, basically, I, I try to help uh, keep self-managing landlords from committing felonies. <laughs> That's probably Whoa. the best. <laughs> you know, I say that somewhat tongue in cheek, but you know, they, they, they get so frustrated with what they're doing um, in the operations of their business, right? They, they get, they get so frustrated thinking that that's the, that's the normal landlord game. And realistically, that's, they're, it's, they're making it tough on themselves because they don't have systems and processes in place. So, you know, mm -hmm. while I say that somewhat kiddingly, I also say that not kidding because, you know, there's, uh, there's people out there who get very, very frustrated with their, with their customers who are their, their residents and um, it's really because they're treating their business like a side hustle, not like a business. Yeah. All right. So why is it that so let's let's go through some of the I don't know if you've got like a top three to five list or whatever it is of like the biggest dumb things that landlords do uh, that that we need to we need to stop them from from doing this bad stuff and certainly yeah. the illegal stuff. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, I, I, I got to tell you, as both, well, as a tenant, like I've been in situations, and I was like, I don't think you can ask that. Like people asking <laughs> what church I went to and stuff, oh, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, it's. It was like, in, in that, it was, uh, it was in Holland, Michigan, where it's kind of a when it's a very predominantly um, reformed Christian right. church, and it's kind of a joke that that's the that's the question everybody asks you. But yeah. when the landlord asks, I'm like, Hmm, pretty sure you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> if, well, if I say something weird and you deny me for being right. a tenant, was it because you didn't like the church? I was going to or didn't, well, or did, and, or did not go to church, you know? And why, only, and why would you open yourself up to that liability? And that's the thing, like, yeah. you know, so, so when I, when I hear the top three or five things that, you know, landlords are doing wrong. What I'm reading that is what are the top three or five things that I've done wrong? Because I've done them all. <laughs> I've, uh, I've literally yeah. made every mistake out there. And this is not, if it's sounding judgmental, it's not meant to, it's more of confession than judgment because I have literally made all these mistakes out there. And if, you know, if anybody's out there thinking, oh man, you know, he's got it all figured out. Well, it's because I literally made very, very, very expensive mistakes for the last 20 plus years of doing this. Um, so, you know, one of the major mistakes that I see all the time is that, that where, 
um, the individual landlord, the individual rental property, rental housing provider is creating a bunch of little jobs for themselves, right? Now, you can put that in any number of ways that you want, but they're not valuing, fundamentally, they're not valuing their time. And um, you know, little things. I was I watch videos on occasion, other people who are putting some stuff out there, and some of their contents quite good. But there was one guy who was putting content out there saying, "Never buy more properties than you can drive around and collect rent in one day." And I thought, mm. "My gosh, what a monumental, terrible advice! <laughs> like that is monumental bad advice because." You should not be going out there. Your residents should not be training you to go out and drive to their properties and knock on doors and beg for your rent. The, mm. the, the, the gas company doesn't do that. The, the credit card company doesn't do that. Why are you doing that with your residents? Why are your residents have you trained to do that sort of stuff? So going out and banging on doors and collecting rent, that is absolutely not what you should be doing. Um, you know, th- that's, that's one of the mistakes that I see. Um, but also, you know, like I mentioned earlier is, you know, not valuing your own time where you will, well, I'll just go ahead and clean and paint that myself to save the money, right? Where you're thinking, okay, hang on a second. A cleaner and painter in most markets, again, we'll say, we'll take New York and California out of this for this, mm-hmm. this equation for just a second. But in most markets, you're going to be paying a cleaner somewhere between, you know, 15 to $20 an hour. You are never going to make it big paying yourself 15 or $20 an hour. So you paying yourself that 15, $20 an hour, that's exactly, I mean, when you're, when you're, when you're doing work that you could pay someone else to do $15 an hour, that's exactly what you're paying yourself. So that getting out of that mindset of doing that minimum wage activity or, you know, low, you know, low pay activity. I hope you didn't get into the real estate business to create a $15 job, $15 an hour job for yourself. And that's unfortunately what a lot of people have done. So those are, those are some two critical things right away that I see people do. And that was, those, that was a trap that I got into that I had to extract myself from if I was ever going to get, uh, make some serious money in this business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it's, it's really interesting. I think of like, when I think of like a real estate investor, um, it, it seems like landlording seems to be lower on the totem pole. When I think about all the real estate investors I've talked to and the stuff that they're always talking about, right. you know, the, the operations that you either outsource it completely, right? Or like, it seems like it's kind of a distant secondary thing that that they kind of think about or worry about. Right, right. I, I hear so, that a lot. Yeah, and, and that's where I, I think where, um, you know, and I'm not sure if I'm answering your question right, but w- w- what I see where people struggle and this is where exactly where I struggled. And where I say that you're not valuing your time, it's because you're you're treating it like a side hustle. So if you're going to treat it like a side hustle, it's it's always going to be where your residents can connect with you. You know, they you know, they can call you on your cell phone at two o'clock in the morning with all the problems that they have and waste your time and you know and, and all those and all those things. You're not setting up boundaries for yourself. Just like if you have, you know, Josh, if you have a favorite restaurant that you like to go to, you and your, you know, um, you know, significant other like to go to, and you're there at this, you know, that this restaurant, do you know the name of the person who owns the restaurant? Do you know their cell phone number? Do you know where <laughs> they live? Do you know where they live? Right? Well, of course. I mean, for most people, no, the answer is no. And I don't, I have a favorite restaurant. I don't know their phone number. I wouldn't even know how to get a hold of them. Yeah. But my point is because they've set up boundaries and those boundaries are what the business 
are what are what you need to run that like a business. That's exactly yeah. the difference between between a side hustle and a, and a business. Yeah, let's talk about maybe some of those boundaries that you see are often crossed. Because I've been also again in history, I've been as a tenant, um, like where I've had their personal cell phone number, and I'm you know yeah. I'm calling them, you know, blah blah yeah. blah, and, and I'm like they probably don't like this, I, you know. I remember thinking that, but I'm like, okay, they gave it, they said to call them, like, okay, I'm yeah. going to call them, yeah. you know, and or um, you know things about payment too, um, where. You know, and and uh, you know, just because we were at a different point in our career, right? Right. Uh, you know, there were unfortunate situations where you know, thankfully they were willing to work with me. But I'm right. like, right. you know, going back now in hindsight, I'm like, man, I'd I'd hate to be that, you know, in that situation. It happens, right. but right. you know, th- that would be an area. I'm sure for, for anything having to do with money, you want to have some serious, like this is how it's structured. Yeah, you have to have some protocols in place, and 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 when you're, and and it's so difficult to not get emotionally involved. And that's why I said in the at the start, you know, keep people from committing felonies because you get so fired up. You know, it's almost really hard to not take that personally when someone is, you know, uh, is calling you and and calling you a slumlord and you know all these different things. And meanwhile, you're like trying to just keep the mortgage paid. You know, and you're you're putting it, you know, you're putting your hard-earned money to buy new refrigerators and buy new new appliances and you know keep the place maintained only to get it handed back to you in pieces. I understand that frustration. Um, when I wrote the Time Wealthy Investor 2.0, um, you know, the the boundaries that I have people put in place is what I re- reference to the VIP method, the vision infrastructure process method. Um, we'll go through that real fast. That the the vision is really it has nothing to do specifically at all with your business. It has it has nothing to do with income generation at all. The vision is really what you want to accomplish. And many times when I'm talking to people who, you know, want to get into the rental business, they go, they always say, "Well, I want to get a hundred rental properties," or it's always multiples of twenty five. I have no idea why, but you know, <laughs> I want fifty rental properties. I want a hundred rental properties, yeah. which tells me. <laughs> which tells me that they have not thought this through in terms of, okay, you really want a hundred because 90, 97 wouldn't do it for you. You know, 93 wouldn't do it for you, you know, 84, right? So I'll keep going down until they realize that what they've done is they confuse the number of rental units with the life output. They think that that's going to buy them. Right. So if your vision at a very basic level, which has nothing to do with income generation, vision is what you want in your life. It's it's related to your purpose as to why you're here, which I promise you has nothing to do with rental properties. Um, so if your vision would take, you know, $12,507 per month to deliver your basic vision, where you get to lay on the beach for two months out of the year, rubbing cocoa butter on your belly, right? Good vision, right? Maybe not a great visual but a good vision, right? So it's a good vision for your life. So there you are laying on the beach, rubbing cocoa butter in your belly. Well, when you build an infrastructure that's in alignment with that vision, you're you're not going to want to put an infrastructure in place that's going to require you to return emails and phone calls in a timely manner, for example. Because if your vision is to lay on the beach, rubbing cocoa butter in your belly, that's going to be a terrible experience for you. Well, hey, let me go answer the phone real fast. Let me go return this email, right? That's that's It's going to interrupt your vision. So you have to create an infrastructure that's in alignment with that vision. Now, infrastructure, what I'm talking about is the desks, the chairs, the software, the computer systems, all that stuff, right? It is, but it's also the asset class selection. You know, what asset class do you want to, you know, whether it's single family dwellings or multifamily or mixed use or parking garages or whatever, right? So that's the infrastructure portion. 
And then the last portion of the VIP method, so you've got the vision, you've got the infrastructure. The process is simply how you do stuff. The process is simply the protocols and procedures in terms of how stuff gets done that runs on the infrastructure that you built that all stays in alignment with your vision of the future. Yeah. Mark, how did you, tell me again a little bit more about your origin story and, and how you decided that you were going to go from, okay, I made all the mistakes. I should probably go out and help some other people with this. <laughs> well, I would love to say that I bought my first rental property, went straight to the Ferrari dealership, bought my first Ferrari, and that's exactly how it happened, right? That That is exactly <laughs> not how it happened. <laughs> I bought my first rental property and then proceeded to make literally every possible mistake a person could make. Um and and because I did that and because I paid too much for properties and I didn't allow properties to cash flow well enough, I thought, you know, well, if they cash flowed $100 a month over the mortgage, I must be making money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wrong. I wasn't cap. I wasn't I wasn't ca- uh, calculating CapEx properly, you know, capital expenditure, um, vacancy expense, all the things that I that I messed up. Um, but realistically, when I had pieced together this hodgepodge creative financing monster that got me into 92 rental properties, right? And so I had 92 units by myself, um, running it all, doing it all myself, the leasing, the showing, opening the mail, answering the phone, filing for evictions, doing collections, you know, doing the maintenance. It was, it was everything. It was a, it was a horrible job that no one in the world would have signed up for. Mm. Well, you know, I, I was so over leveraged, not just financially, but I was over leveraged in time. And I was so time weary, which is why I wrote the time wealthy investor. I want people to be time wealthy. I want people to have control over their calendar. That's, that's how I, that's why, you know, that, that, where that came from. But unfortunately I had to go through uh, the, the really bad times where I really lost, I had $6 million worth of real estate and lost four and a half million of it in about eight months. Um, During that time is when I also landed in the hospital uh, with double pneumonia because I almost literally worked myself to death. So it was during that time where all these things were swarming around in my head that I recognized that, okay, there's, there's some, where are all these problems? Where, where, where can I put these problems in what buckets? And it really did land in, well, all the processes and procedures were in my head. So I had no processes. Even if I did have processes, I didn't have anything for them to run on. So that was where the infrastructure bucket came from. And finally over here, I was like, well, why am I doing this all in the first place? I really had no vision for what I was trying to accomplish in the first place. So that's where the vision infrastructure process paradigm or method came from. Yeah. Mark, take me through how you work with landlords or or prospective landlords. Like, how do you help them? What are your systems? What do you, do you provide coaching? Do you provide training systems? Like, how do you help folks? Yeah, it, it's been an evolution for sure. I I do I do one to one coaching for a lot of people who really have this this you know the, the same problems that I had, and that's you know they're time weary. They you know they're missing too many baseball games. They're missing too many life events. You know, there's too many. You know, I mean, you're married. It seems like you know it's it's like there's there's too many fights that are not happening. And, and I say that in, in, a, in a very serious way because my wife and I, my bride and I, we struggled for a while. And if I did not have time, time wealth, if I did not have the control over my calendar where we needed to have sit down and have those necessary, you know, fights and necessary arguments, not bitter, not venomous, but just, you know, handling the stress of a marriage, you know, that's how, that's how there's too many divorces that are happening. And that's why really I feel so strongly about this because I really help people and recognize that it's not just about the stuff. Yeah, we all want cool stuff, but we really only fundamentally need the the ability 
to control our calendars. And we can do whatever we want after that. But when we can control our calendars, we can control a lot of things. Yes, it takes cash flow to do that. Um, but I do that through one-to-one coaching. Many times it's pointing out self-sabotaging behaviors that they don't even recognize that they're doing. Um, limiting beliefs that are really, that are just obvious to me because I know what I'm looking for now, but they were not so obvious to them and certainly weren't obvious to me when I had my own limiting beliefs. You know, it's the goldfish bowl, you know, the goldfish living inside the goldfish bowl that doesn't know any different because that's, that's all, that's the whole world that they've ever known. So that's how I help them with one-to-one coaching. I also have a mastermind that, that, that I wrap into the the same, the same folks that are in that same community. So they all get to help one another and, uh, and also get coaching from me. Yeah. And so your website is landlordcoach.com. When somebody goes there, what, what would you recommend in terms of like, uh, they like, they, they've enjoyed hearing you on this podcast. <laughs> they, you know, would love to kind of, uh, you know, take that next step. What, where would you recommend they go and what should they do? They can always drop me a line at mark at landlordcoach.com. I, I give everybody a free 90 minute session. It's not a sales session. I do not, I, I do not like being sold a hard sold on anything. So I am not about to do that to someone else. I, I drives me Introduce me to the person who does, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst. I love it's the worst. being sold to. Give uh, me another timeshare presentation, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I don't care. There's no steak dinner worth that. No. But um, if they go to landlordcoach.com, they can get a copy of the book unless they want to spend a lot more money and send it to Jeff Bezos on Amazon, but <laughs> they can get a copy of my book there for just a few dollars. Um, and, or if they want to, they, if they actually are interested in coaching, there's a, they can go to the, there's a form that they can fill out and uh, do that, but just drop me a line at uh, marketlandlordcoach.com and we can see, like do a coaching session and see if there's a fit there. Yeah. All right. So again, Mark Dolfini, uh, you are the landlord coach. You're found on the web at landlordcoach.com. Uh, and, uh, when you go there, there's, you actually have a button that says free stuff. That's a great yeah. place to start. <laughs> you got a great YouTube channel and got lots Thanks. of great stuff there. Mark Delfini, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, it was a pleasure. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, 
That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.